everybody. Y'all doing okay? Yeah, man, it's Sunday evening and we are together and we are worshiping. We're going to have a little fun tonight. We're going to get reminded of some awesome values that we share together, our mission and all that kind of good stuff. Let's pray as we get started tonight. Father, we thank you for the fact that you are better than anything and everything we can experience ever. Lord, we thank you that you are in the details of life. We thank you that you are in the vision of life, that you are in and through all things. And Lord, we thank you that you are drawing us to you, to your will, your way, your good news, your grace and mercy and forgiveness and challenge and courage and all that. And so Lord, will you guide us tonight? Help us as we strive to be excellent in all things for you. We love you in Jesus' name, amen. Oh man, the good old word success. Success, we all love it, don't we? We love success, we want it, we want, but the thing is, is that we all define it differently. Everybody defines success differently, it's crazy. I remember riding on a boat, I was on Lake Travis, and we're going around this bend, we get around this bend, and the next thing you know, you see these multi-million dollar, remarkable, like American dream homes, like off up above the cliff, and the man that I'm with is a man that I respect like crazy. Um, he's been a mentor in my life for a long time, and I just, I really, really value the words that come out of his mouth. And, and I look and, and I'm looking at these houses, and I mean, I'm much younger at this time in my life, and I see these houses, I'm like, man, those are crazy. That is re- remarkable. What, an, what amazing homes. And, and he, without missing a beat, he just kind of deadpan, leaned over, looked at me, he goes, yeah, they're not happy. And just smiled a big old smile on his face and all that kind of thing. There's no, there's no way they can be happy, right? They're not happy, you know? And so, but it was it just, it's one of those that I have kept with me since then. Like it, it really struck like my definition of success. Like I will never forget this moment because it was kind of that moment where it's like, okay, jealousy admitted, truth both unlikely as well as likely. You can see both in that and my internal definition of success and the goals in my life were forever to be challenged in that moment. It was a pretty cool, pretty cool moment in my life. I'll never forget it. You know, we all like nice things. We enjoy nice things. We like to win. We like to receive praise. We like to feel good about ourselves and we like excellence. We like to do well. We like these things. The crazy thing is there's so many people that are walking this planet every day of their lives that are going about it the wrong way. And what it results in is leaving them empty and unfulfilled, even though there are some people that onlookers looking at them think, man, you've got it all. But yet there's this unfulfillment in the midst of all of their success because there's just a little bit more. So success, I just need just a little bit more. And that target just keeps moving, sometimes on a daily basis, an annual basis, every decade, whatever the case may be. You know, tonight we get to continue to remember who we are. We get to continue to remember why we do what we do. That's our mission. We want to love God and love people. If we get one thing right, we want to love God. If we get two things right, we want to love people. All right, and so that's what we want to do with our, and so, so let's move into our core values. Week one of our core values was everything through relationships. You guys say it with me. Everything, excellent, very, very good. Because we know that if we are in relationship with one another, 
we can pretty much get on the side, the other side of anything, whether it be conflict, whether it be success, whether it be everything in between, as long as we are in relationship with one another, with God the Father and with one another, man, there's no stopping us because we're in this thing together, everything through relationships. The next one is to fight normal, all right? You guys say it with me, fight normal. We wanna fight normal of the religious world and we wanna fight normal of the unchurched world when it comes to the idea of what success is, when it comes to the idea of what faith is, when it comes to it's okay to step on somebody's back to get where you wanna go, or it's okay to push somebody down in order to lift yourself up. No, 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 we don't do any of those things. We fight these norms. It's also not okay for us to live a hypocrite, uh, uh, with hypocrisy in our lives, where we are one way here at church, and then we're another way tomorrow morning whenever we go to the office, or another way tomorrow morning whenever we're at the school. We're, another way. we're gonna be consistent, we're gonna be the same no matter where we are. We wanna be, we're gonna fight the norms of the church culture when it's unhealthy, we fight the norms of the culture in which we live when it's unhealthy. It's important for us to get this. And then the next one we talked about last week is who we are for rather than what we are against. So let's say it together, ready? Who we are for rather than what we are against. It's about who over the what. You're gonna hear that again here in just a few moments. It's about the who over the what. It's important for us to get this right in our mind because it's people over any perceived problem that they might have. No matter what our viewpoint is of people, we're gonna see through the mud of the, to the masterpiece if you get down to it. So whatever might seem like some yuck on the exterior of a person, we're gonna be like Jesus and we're gonna look through that to the heart. And we see the beauty of the person who was created by God and therefore there's goodness. And so we're gonna see through the mud to the masterpiece of God. And then tonight we have excellence in all things. Yeah, right? Excellence in all things tonight, that's what we're doing. And uh, yeah, this is, this is what we want to be all about. And so you guys say this with me. Excellence in all things, all things, all things. Colossians 3.17, this is our key verse for tonight. Whatever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Now, it's important for us. I mean, you may have heard this verse a million times tonight. This may have been the first time that you've seen this verse. You thought, oh, okay, I get this now, right? This may be the first time. If it's not, and it's like you're 500 or 1,000 times to, to read this one, it's really important that we gain the context of what this verse is talking about, and we do that by looking at the verses before and after. That really helps us to see what is Paul talking about when he's talking to the church at Colossae, and he says, whatever you do, whether word or indeed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. What is it that Paul is talking about? See, Paul begins chapter three this way. He begins talking about life before Jesus, what life was like before this life of following Christ and the sin that was present that was to be put off. The imagery that Paul likes to use is that of like taking off a robe where you, you put off this sin that so easily entangles us, right? You put this thing off, you take this off, or you put to death, if you will, those sins 
And what happens is that takes place whenever a person goes from living a life that's not following Jesus to a life that is following Jesus. And so some of the things that he's talking about, he's saying, we gotta set our minds on the things that are above. We set our minds on the things that are above rather than here on this earth. He says, in order to put to death the old ways, what we put to death is sexual immorality, uncleanness, a depraved passion, evil desire, covetousness, which he's talking about, that's idolatry, where we're coveting something that someone else has. He also goes on in verse eight to talk about anger, wrath, malice, slander, and shameful speaking out of your mouth. We put these things to death. He goes on in verse nine to talk about lying, and then in verse 11, the divisions among race and culture. This division among race, this religious culture, socioculture, all that kind of thing, we're fighting against the divisions. We let those things go in verse 11. He says, so these are the things that we put off. And then he begins in verse 12 talking about what we clothe ourselves with, what we put on. And the things that we put on are the things of God. Put on, therefore, as God's chosen ones who are set apart, holy, and who are beloved, which is to be loved to be loved by God. And so put on as God's chosen ones, a heart of compassion, kindness, lowliness, humility, people over and above ourselves, not putting ourselves down, but just elevating others over and above us. Perseverance, bearing with one another, forgiving each other. As Christ forgave you, so you also do. Above all these things, walk in love. This is the bond of perfection. And there's that whole perfection word that we talked about before. The perfection, what is the perfection that's going for? It's not the perfection that we get everything correct. No, it's the perfection of love. This love of God and this love of people, we wanna make sure we get this perfect. The result of clothing ourselves with the things of God, let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you were called in one body and be thankful let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. So there's the, the pre to what we're about to read. So with that understanding of what we are to take off and that understanding of what we are putting on of God, we read, whatever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. The old is gone, the new is here. I have put off these sinful, shameful ways. I've put on the holiness. I've put on the goodness of God. And I am now, whatever I do, whether word or in deed, I'm doing it for the name of God, being so thankful for the forgiveness that I've received from God and so thankful for the new life that I'm living at this point now. This is why we do excellence in all things. And so then, after that, this is when Christ's followers, with this understanding of putting away the sinful, shameful self, putting on the good, forgiving, forgive, or for, uh, forgiveness self, grace-filled self, we read verse 18. Wives, be in subjection to your husbands as is fitting to the Lord. So the understanding there is you wives, the bride, you represent the bride of Christ. You represent the church. And as we as the church are submit to submit ourselves unto God the Father, we are serving, we are holding high, we are elevating God to his rightful place 
There is an honor and a respect that a wife can give to her husband. Everything you do, word or indeed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father for what he's done in your life. And one of the ways that gets manifest is the way you elevate the one you love more than anybody else on this planet over and above you. We then continue in the verse, husband, love your wives. We could then add, as Christ loves the church. So let's talk about this. What did Jesus do for us? What did Jesus do for the church? He submitted himself, right? Yes, he did. He laid his life down. He sacrificed his life for you and me. And so husbands, this is what you do. The way you serve your bride, the way you submit unto her is by elevating her over and above yourself, dying to yourself so that she may live without stain, wrinkle, or any other blemish, but holy and pleasing to the Lord. This is what we do, whatever you do in word or in deed, let's get this right. Do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, putting off the old self, putting on this goodness of God when it comes to your bride. And he speaks about both. He says, don't be bitter against one another, right? Don't be bitter. This is that understanding of equal submission one to another, man and woman. Then he goes on, children, your turn. If you're gonna get anything excellent, we gotta do this, right? Obey your parents, in all things, for this pleases the Lord. Woo, praise Jesus for that one, right? Yes, obey your parents in all things. This pleases the Lord. Then it goes on, to, don't worry kids, it's not just about you guys meeting your parents where they are. No, no, no. Fathers, don't provoke your children so that they won't get discouraged. Don't provoke your children so they won't get discouraged. See, whatever you do, whether word or indeed, do it in the name of the Lord, as unto the Lord the way we discipline, the way we love, the way we forgive, the way we care, the way we obey, everything in between. Ladies, you guys are off the hook on this deal. It moves on into a business arrangement. Servants, obey all things. Those who are your bosses according to the flesh, not just when they're looking as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart. Now that singleness of heart, we gotta make sure that there's no double-mindedness going on, double-heartedness going on, where our whole goal, the reason that we honor our bosses, the way that we honor our bosses, that we hold them high the way that we do, is because we have a single-minded purpose, and that single-minded purpose is when we look at our boss, we're looking at Jesus. And we're treating them like we treat Jesus. Obviously, your boss is not Jesus, unless his, unless his name is Jesus or something like that, right? But, you know, Jesus, right? That you're, you're, you're caring for your boss because you're looking at him and going, man, Jesus, I'm going to serve you like I'm going to serve my Lord. Not because he has Lord over you, but because Jesus, right? So not just when they're looking, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. Because this fearing God, this is this really beautiful phrase of I'm gonna respect God the Father, but there also is this fear of he brought me in this world, he can take me out kind of thing. You know, that's, that's okay to fear God at that level because he can. And we need to understand that God has that kind of power. He doesn't wield that power over us, but can. 
fearing God. And then whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. In everything you do, word or in deed, give thanks to the Lord. Honor God the Father in all of your relationships, in all of your dealings, in your work, in your home, at play, everywhere. We honor God with our lives. And this is what we mean as Legacy Church with excellence in all things. Because we are doing unto others as God would have us do unto them. We are doing unto others as we would do unto Jesus. And so when we see people we're not seeing the flaws of humanity. We're not seeing the, 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 the mishaps. We're seeing through the mud to the masterpiece. And if we're going to get it right, we want to be excellent in that. And this is what we mean. Excellence in all things is driven by the why over the what. It's why we do what we do. That's so important. What we do, it's a side note, honestly. But why we do what we do is more important why a person does what they do is more important than what is done. Because here it is. If the why is self-motivated, if our why we're doing what we do is so that we get some intrinsic reward here on this earth, so we get some type of give and take, if we're doing it for that reason, guess what? Satisfaction will always be just out of reach because no matter how much money you make, you'll just need to make a little bit more. No matter how many accolades you get from work, you'll just need another attaboy from your boss. No matter how successful you may be perceived to be, for you, you just need to be a little bit more. Why? Because it's self-motivated. If the reason is I deserve this, or if the reason is I've worked really hard, I should get this, you will always be unsatisfied. It will be just out of reach. But guess what? If the why behind what we do is God-motivated, you wanna know something? Satisfaction is guaranteed for you. It's guaranteed for you to be satisfied if your why behind what you do is God-motivated, then you're not, you're not here to just please the people of this earth. You're not here just to please you. You're here to please God the Father, and God the Father will grant satisfaction. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And so here it is. When you do everything with excellence unto the Lord, you can't help but experience success on this earth. And I know you're sitting here going, yeah, but Danny, it's how you define success. Yes, we're defining success by God's definition of success, not by the American dream. We are defining it by God's definition of success. But here it is. In order for success and excellence to be attainable and to be sustainable, you got to know your why. You gotta know why you're doing what you do on this earth. Why are you serving your husband? Why are you serving your wife? Why are you taking care of your kids the way you do? Why are you honoring your boss the way you do? Why are you bitter about your boss? Why? Why do these things exist? You gotta know your why. Because if you're doing it in order to receive accolades or honor, you will always be sorely disappointed because people on this earth will always disappoint you. Always. Because people are people. We're all people in here. How many people did you disappoint this last week? I know I disappointed some people this last week. You will always be disappointing. It's a chasing after the wind. But if we're doing what we do in order to please our heavenly father, guess what? Satisfaction. 
you will be satisfied. And you wanna know what else happens? Accolades tend to come too. Attaboys tend to come too. It's pretty cool. However, it's very interesting because then if you're doing it for the Lord, those accolades, those attaboys, then become kind of the garnish on the side of a plate. And any of you guys know what I'm talking about. You know the pretty on the plate, like the green stuff? You know what I'm talking about? It's there, it makes it look pretty, but it's totally unnecessary. You know what I mean? That's kind of the way these things become. It's a garnish on the side of the plate of life. If you serve your boss like you serve Christ, laying your life down, honoring, serving, and you're doing this without complaining or griping, never cutting corners, going above and beyond expectations, there's not a boss on this planet that wouldn't love you for that. See, if we just treat people like we would treat our Heavenly Father, our, our Savior, it's amazing what comes. But whenever our purpose of doing that is to honor our Lord, it's amazing those things that we tend to chase after, they're just not as necessary. It's nice. It's cool. It's neat to get honored by things and get, get recognized for successes and things like that on this earth but they become not as necessary as they once were. Husbands, if you love your wife with the love of Christ towards the church, if you look at your wife and you see her, and you gotta remember, okay, remember, Jesus is hanging on the cross. The religious leaders of the day hung Jesus on a cross. How did Jesus respond when he's talking to his heavenly father about his bride, the church? How did he respond? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Now, I don't mean that as disrespectful towards, towards wives. I don't mean that at all. What I mean is people are people. We will always disappoint one another. But if, if you lay your life down, you love your wife with the love that Christ has towards the church, you keep sacrificing yourself for them, they will love you for it. They will love you for that. And then, their respect and their honor towards you become like the icing on the cake. It's pretty, it's sweet and everything, but it's not what it's all about. Wives, if you serve and respect your husbands as unto the Lord, like the church is to be towards God, I promise you, your husbands will love you for that. When you give them respect, especially when they don't deserve it, when you give them what you long for for yourself, I promise you, their study of you, their honoring of you, their caring for you, it will go through the roof. So do you see what's happening here? When, you, when we're talking about a husband-wife relationship, it's, it's that whole, I'm giving 100% and expecting nothing in return. See, Jesus didn't die on the cross as long as he was guaranteed for a certain number of people to choose to follow him. Jesus died on the cross whether nobody would ever follow him or not. He just died on the cross in order to live life, in order for people to be able to live the life that God imagined for them to be able to live. We don't serve our wives as long as there's a reciprocation. We don't serve husbands as long as there's a reciprocation. It's a give 100% and expect nothing in return as long as the two of you guys are doing that, you're good. It's just when, per, when, when we get in the way, things go high, they go sideways. Kids, your turn. Children, obey your parents, right? Obey your parents 
in order to please the Lord. It's not that you're obeying your parents because you want your parents to love you and like you. It's kind of nice for them to love you and like you. That's awesome. That's a pretty cool byproduct. But if you obey your parents because you love Jesus and you obey your parents because you love God, and really the reason you're obeying your parents is because you're, you're, you're honoring your heavenly father, man, I promise you the yeses are going to come your way. It's amazing what happens whenever you do what you're supposed to do and when your parents have an expectation for you to do something and then you actually do it. It's amazing their propensity to say yes to you. So please listen to me. And so kiddos, if you hear me right now, just understand the target of your love and the target of why you do what you do, why it's so important for you to obey your parents is because you love God. It's because you love Jesus. That's the most important reason to honor your parents. Yes, you love your parents. Yes, in a lot of ways, you see the love of God in your parents. And so as you see the love of God in your parents, treat them as God. They're not your God, but you treat them like you would God. And you honor them and you do what they need you to do, understanding and fully expecting they have your best interest in mind. Now, parents, please, you guys that are hearing me here, please also understand, you represent God in their lives. And so you have to make sure that whatever your expectations are for your children, it is truly in their best interest. It is truly the way God longs for their lives to be. And so it's an important piece of the puzzle there. And so it's a beautiful thing. This is excellence in all things. It's a relational thing. It's an honoring of our heavenly father. It's a treating people because we see Jesus in them. It's treating people because we see through the sin and the shame to the heart of the matter, and we see the love of Jesus in their lives. See, this is, when we strive for excellence in all things, guess what happens? What ends up happening is we truly then become the ambassadors to, to represent the true Jesus. There are people that claim to represent Jesus on this earth all day long, but they're living for self. We see that all the time. What's important is when we strive for excellence in all things as unto the Lord, the Lord is our object of our affection. The Lord is the object of our excellence. The Lord is the reason why we do what we do. We then become the ambassadors that represent the true tr Christ, the true church. And we focus our intensity in that moment on ministries that are kingdom-minded. It's what we're all about, ministries that are kingdom-minded. And then what happens is, this is how this plays out. We're able then to let go of ministries that require the manufacturing of energy to sustain them. Churches are notorious for just keeping ministries going even though they're dying. But it's because they don't wanna hurt anybody's feelings. Well, guess what? We're here on this earth to honor God the Father. If we need to let a ministry go, we let a ministry go because that means there's something else going on. And we gotta trust God with that outcome. This is why we focus that intensity on ministries that are kingdom-minded and that are moving forward. This is why we avoid, as a church, cafeteria-style church. You know, where you come to church and you get a little bit of everything you want or you just kind of let go of the things you don't want. The country club kind of church atmosphere, you know what I mean? We just, this is why excellence in all things means we're, less is more. And we're gonna be all in on the things that we're doing together as a church. And so we avoid the cafeteria style church plan because we're not trying to please the people of this earth. We're trying to honor the Lord with the things that we're doing. And therefore, when we do that, it makes a difference in the people's lives. It's a beautiful, beautiful byproduct of this. 
We long for the, the, this expression of the body of Christ to be the hands and feet of Jesus here on this earth. And so, yeah, excellence in all things, yeah. Of course it means that we're gonna maintain excellent facilities. Yes, of course it means that we're gonna prepare well for all of our ministries, and we're gonna do on and on and on, those kinds of things, of course. But again, it's important that we understand the why behind these what's. The why is because we know that when we rock a baby right over here on the other side of this wall, guess who we're rocking? So I don't ever want to hear anybody say, being in preschool ministry, I would rather be in here so I can worship. No, 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 no. You are worshiping rocking a baby. You are praying over this precious child who every time you look into their eyes, guess who you're looking at? Jesus. And when you wipe a bottom and when you take care of a little one and you clean them up, it's an act of worship under the Lord. So preschool ministry is not childcare. We don't do childcare. We do ministry. We see into the eyes of children seeing full well, Jesus. This is important for us to understand. When we play an instrument here on this stage, in just a few moments, we're gonna have these amazing musicians on this stage. We play an instrument, we dial in a sound system. It is an act of worship unto the Lord not on a self-motivated, man, I love playing music on a stage. Heck no. We shepherd a student, guess who we're speaking to? Jesus. Look into the eyes of a teenager, we are looking into the eyes of the Lord. And we honor them and we care for them just like we do our Savior. We serve, we protect, we guard. And when we give financially through our tithes and offerings, guess who you're giving to? Not Legacy Church. Even though your bank accounts and all that kind of thing say Legacy Church, guess who you're giving to through tithes and offerings? Jesus. Yes, absolutely. This is what we do. See, when we are clear on our why, the what takes care of itself. When we are clear on our why, what ends up happening is we begin putting to death evil on this earth. We begin taking off the sin and shame of the world. We begin taking off these misrepresented and misallocated goals that we have living here on this earth. We put to death evil and we begin to replace sin and shame with, guess what? Good news. This is what we're about. This is excellence in all things. And so what happens then is we are declaring God's kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. When we see Christ and we serve, we are establishing the kingdom here on earth as it is heaven. See, guys, this is excellence. This is excellence in all things. This is the perfection that we seek because the perfection is not a look. The perfection is not lights. The perfection is not haze. The perfection is not any of that stuff. The perfection is love. It's the love of God and the love of people. And I know that what I'm saying is not easy. I get it. I know what scripture's calling us to. It's not easy, but it's right. And guess what else? It's us. Lord, we love you. We are honored to serve you. Lord, may we elevate you over and above anything and everything on this earth. But Lord, may we do it in a way that when we see the things of this earth, when we see the people of this earth, Lord, may we see you in them. And may we want to create this experience for you. 
And as we, as we create these experiences for you to enjoy the sacrifice of our time, talent, and treasure, Lord, we know and we trust that you will change hearts. But Lord, what we have to do is we have to trust that when people are being knuckleheads towards us and everything in us wants to be a knucklehead back to them, Lord, let us see through the mud to the masterpiece. And Lord, let us be excellent in our love. And Lord, as you laid your life down for people so that they may live, Lord, may we lay our lives down for people so that they may live. Lord, may we trust you with this. And Lord, yeah, it means we get to look at some pretty cool eye candy here. Yeah, it means we get to look at some, some awesome um, ministries and we get to experience life in ways that we otherwise may never have been able to imagine. But Lord, it's, we're not doing it for that purpose. Lord, may we do everything we do for you and Lord, may that motivation be what's spurring us on to the love and good deeds that you call us to. And so Lord, this is, this is what we mean. And so Lord, we as a church, when we strive for excellence in all things, Lord, may we strive for this perfect love for you. And Lord, may we strive for this perfect love through you to people. Lord, we love you. We praise your name tonight. We pray this through the name of Jesus, amen.